Welcome, everyone. I am so glad that you could join me for episode 18 of A General Good Time. I want to welcome each and every one of you into this space, and I am beyond excited and grateful to have you all present in this moment with me. With that being said, I wanted to introduce this week's topic. As the title suggests, we will be exploring traditions and superstitions. I do want to state that, yes, there is no fancy intro this week, and while I'm sad about that, I am really excited to hopefully get this out there right before Halloween officially kicks off this midnight and talk to you all about multiple different superstitions and traditions that are in not only North American culture, but my own culture, as well as talking about the origins of Halloween itself. I do want to apologize for the delay as this was originally supposed to go out last week, but I have been a little bit busy, so please do forgive me as you all usually do, and thank you for extending grace as this is a little later than originally promised. Alright, let's dive into it. So first things first is that, how did Halloween as we know it today come to be? And so I'm actually pulling from History.com where they talk a little bit more about the origins of Halloween. So Halloween is a holiday celebrated every year on October 31st. And this year, that's going to be happening on a Monday. And so, according to History.com's article, the tradition originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. So I apologize if I am mispronouncing that. But essentially, in this festival, this is where people would light bonfires and wear costumes in order to ward off ghosts. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III also designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints. In addition to the Celtic festival of Samhain, there was also All Saints Day, which became incorporated within the traditions of that. An alternative way of referring to Halloween was actually originally known as All Hallows' Eve, though currently in today's day and age is more popularly known as Halloween. I now want to dive a little bit more into the ancient origins of Halloween. And so again, as I mentioned earlier, it originally derived from the ancient Celtic festival, which is actually pronounced Soin, so do apologize about the earlier discretion. Essentially, over 2,000 years ago, in an area that's now known as Ireland, the UK, and France, the Celtic people usually celebrated their new year on November 1st. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time that was usually associated with human death. And because of that, they believed on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Soin. That was when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to the earth. So in addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, the Celtic people also believed that the presence of otherworldly ghosts made it easier for priests to make predictions about the future. And since people were essentially dependent on and in control of the volatile changing natural world, prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long dark winter. In order to commemorate the event, priests would actually build huge sacred bonfires where the people would gather to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. And so during the celebration, the Celtic people wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other fortunes. When the celebration ended, they would relit some fires, which they had extinguished earlier that evening from the sacred bonfire in order to protect them during the coming winter. As I mentioned earlier, All Saints Day kind of follows shortly after, so that takes place on November 1st after Pope Gregory III basically expanded Halloween to include that. Now that we've talked a little bit more about the origins of Halloween, I want to now talk about the modern and or ancient superstitions and traditions of Halloween. Here are some superstitions that I'm going to be reading from 
life science where they say things ranging from black cats and even why we have jack-o'-lanterns and why bats have become symbols of Halloween. For whatever reason, black cats are demonized during this time. This actually originates all the way back to the Dark Ages, where witch hunts were commonplace. Usually aging single women were often accused of witchcraft, and their pet cats were said to be their quote-unquote familiars, or essentially demonic animals that had been given to them by the devil. Another Halloween staple is carving pumpkins. So this tradition is actually a lot older than I realized, and it actually originated all the way back in celtic folklore it is a tale of a drunken farmer named jack who tricked the devil but as a result he was not allowed into either heaven or hell after he died and so he had no choice but to wander around in purgatory and because purgatory is so dark jack made a lantern from originally a turnip and a burning lump of coal that the devil had when he tossed him from hell And as the story goes, Jack actually used the lantern to guide his lost soul. Because of that, the Celtic people believed that placing jack-o'-lanterns outside would help guide lost spirits home as they wandered the streets on Halloween. Originally made using a hollowed-out turnip with a small candle inside, jack-o'-lanterns, usually scary card faces, also served to scare evil spirits away. So this tradition actually has been around for quite a while. When the Irish potato famine hit, Back in 1846, it forced Irish families to flee to North America, and the tradition followed. And since turnips were actually hard to come by in the U.S. at the time, pumpkins were used as a substitute. This is actually the first time I learned this, and I think that's a pretty cool thing to note. Growing up, I was always curious as to know why bats were always so commonly associated and tied to Halloween. So it turns out this is actually because back in medieval folklore, bats were actually described as witches' familiars. And so when you saw a bat, basically the same as you saw a black cat, it was considered to be a bad sign. There was also one myth that if you saw a bat flying around someone's house three times, it meant that someone in the house is actually about to die. Another myth is that if a bat flew into your house on Halloween, it is a sign that your house is actually haunted. Spiders as well. Essentially, anything that's connected to being a witch, and even witches themselves, is a sign of bad luck. If you're interested in learning more about other Halloween superstitions, I recommend checking out the sources that I listed below. I now want to segue into some of the more cultural superstitions and traditions that plague not just Halloween, but in general. It was really interesting kind of doing research. So I asked a couple of friends and what really inspired me in particular was shout out to Isabel. So Isabel was telling me how her mom in particular has a lot of ghost stories and like experiences and anecdotes about experiencing something supernatural and so it really gave me the idea to cover it and I wanted to kind of highlight some interesting superstitions specifically of that of Vietnamese culture but I do also want to open it with a superstition that has some overlap in both Chinese and Korean culture. How the superstition goes is that supposedly you're not able to write your name in red. And this comes from USC's Digital Folklore Archive. So I recommend checking that out if you're really curious to learn a lot more. This quote in the article states that Chinese people never use the color red to write people's names because historically in China, when people's names are written in red, it means that they are criminals and that they have been sentenced to death or they're dead. This is not to say that the color red is unlucky. In fact, the color red usually brings in good luck and is meant to express excitement and happiness. However, in the particular case, red becomes bad luck because it's being written. 
And so usually only people with authority can write in red. As a whole, when you think of red being used in the written form, it serves as a warning. Even when the teacher uses red pen to correct their students in papers, when students see red, you know, they know that they've made a mistake and that they have to fix something. Chinese people will generally panic or freak out because when someone writes their name in red, and usually only people with authority would write their name, it's not a good sign, right? It just means that they've been sentenced to death. So traditionally, you don't write person's name in red ink because that means you want them to die. I believe this superstition is both a Chinese and Korean superstition. I don't necessarily see it popping up in Japanese or Vietnamese culture, although please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know if your culture also has a similar superstition. I now want to segue into Vietnamese ghosts and demons that appear in, in their folklore. So I'm citing an article from The Smart Local where they have a piece that talks about the nine ghosts and demons in Vietnamese folklore. So luckily for me, I didn't actually grow up learning any of these folklore. So maybe it was a good thing because I was, I still am very, very superstitious and kind of get scared really easily. So I think maybe it's a good thing that I didn't know any of these growing up. But I'm going to kind of cycle through some of them. I want to give an advance warning that despite me being Vietnamese, I cannot pronounce anything. So please take my pronunciation with a grain of salt. I apologize in advance. So the first one I want to cite is Ong Ba Bi or Ong Ge is what my mom also said was the alternative version of the Vietnamese boogeyman. Essentially how it goes is that the appearance is an old man with three sacks, nine straps, and 12 eyes, who essentially likes to kidnap bad children using his sacks. Wow, that's terrifying. <laughs> essentially, how this boogeyman came to be took place in the 17th century, especially when starvation was super common in Vietnam, which caused many people to kidnap other children to sell. Whether or not this is true, we know that these tales were really popular for parents to tell children all the way even to this day. How parents would terrify their kids is that they would threaten their kids if they didn't listen, even as something as simple as like not eating enough vegetables or doing that kind of stuff. So it's like, eat your broccoli or they're going to call Om Babi, right? Again, please take my pronunciation with a grain of salt. I hope that that makes sense. But I think that's a pretty interesting one. In addition to Ombabi, right, there's also vengeful spirits of drowned people. In Vietnam, there are many people who lived by bodies of water. There were also plenty of people who drowned. And because of that, there was a supernatural boogeyman of sorts, which was believed to be the souls of drowned victims. They appear as bloated corpses with weed for hair because they cannot find peace they can only be reincarnated if they are able to find someone else to take their place. These spirits roam in the lakes and rivers waiting to drag down unsuspected swimmers. These stories are most likely made up to warn children not to go swimming unsupervised since drownings are still relatively common in Vietnam. In addition to this, if those spirits earlier were the spirits of the drowned, there's another spirit called Ma Thun Wung, I think is how you pronounce it. It's the soul of hanged victims. Content warning, I'm going to now talk about suicide. So usually people are found dead by hanging or usually suicide victims, indicating that they had suffered some sort of injustice or tragedy in life. As a result, their souls linger at the site of their death, 
waiting to strangle anyone who comes close as a way to express their hatred and anger. It is believed that only an experienced exorcist can overcome all of this negative energy and send the spirits to the other side, though some say that they can also be destroyed by burning the ropes that they use to hang themselves. Feel free to check out the rest of the article if you're curious to learn more about ghosts and demons that plague the Vietnamese culture. I also attached another article that talks more about superstitions in Vietnam that aren't necessarily related to Halloween, but are superstitions in general. Doing research for this has really made me grateful for the many different things I get to experience being Asian American and how different cultures have different ways of celebrating Halloween and even their superstitions as a whole are really, really interesting. So I hope you all have really enjoyed this episode. I had a really great time filming this. And with that, we have reached the end of this week's podcast episode. I hope you all have enjoyed it. And if you do, please consider liking, following, and sharing this as it is much appreciated. If you have any topic ideas or suggestions, please feel free to email me at a general good time podcast at gmail.com as I check that regularly and would love to hear your thoughts. You can also direct message me on Instagram at at a general good time podcast. We are also live on TikTok and Twitter. You can feel free to follow us at AGGT podcast. Until next time, I hope you all have had a good time and a great rest of your week.